Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. What is this fasting and praying going to do? Three things mainly this does. You can see it in Ezra's life. You can see it in Jehoshaphat's life. You can see it in a lot of these guys. You got to understand something. Fasting, praying, separating yourself to God does this. It produces protection. It produces direction. And it produces provision. Write it down. If you need protection, if you need provision. Now, a lot of times you don't even need, know you need protection. But it produces protection. Is that Okay. From the enemy, from the lion, the cheating, the stealing. You know, the devil's crazy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. How many of you know when you fast and you pray, you produce a greater level of direction? You produce a greater level of protection, and you produce a greater level of provision. You see this really cool in the life of Jehoshaphat because how many of you all know when we think about Jehoshaphat, everybody thinks about Jehoshaphat went down there and yelled and all the walls fell down and all the victory was his and he had a breakthrough and he beat all the enemies and four armies came against him and he won. Yes, he did. You ever, you ever remember, remember reading 2 Chronicles 2 Chronicles 2020? He said this, he said, well, it's up there, I'll show you. But he said this, he said, Jehoshaphat went down there and he fought Ammon and he fought all these war and he was, he was just a little small tribe trying to fight four armies. It looked like an impossible feat. And Jesus said, the battle's not yours, but the battle's mine. And go down there and win. Yay! And go down there and you have a shout and the victory and send the praisers and it's going to be great and you win. And everybody wins. How many love the story, right? Everybody knows. If I say Jehoshaphat, what does everybody know? You go down there and you shout and get excited and everybody, you slay all your enemies. And is that the truth? Yes, it is. But let me give you the little backstory before it. Look at verse 3. And Jehoshaphat was freaking out. He was afraid. And he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all of Judah. So, yeah, he got the benefit, but how did he get the benefit to get going? He separated himself through fasting. And the people separated themselves through fasting to win a great victory. So sometimes fasting and praying gives direction, protection, and provision. Just write that down. So some of you might say, man, I need some direction for my life. I thought about me. I used it this morning. I was telling them, like, periodically I had to make big decisions in my life. I didn't know there were big decisions then. But I remember like I was in church and I was going to go step into the ministry thing that God had for us. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And God was like, go fast. I never really fasted. I was like, okay. I had to get sensitive. So I did like a quick like three-day little fast, you know. I just got real sensitive. I prayed. Next thing you know, God's like, do it. I said, God said, do it, do it. I felt really good. It produces greater sensitivity for you to hear. Write that down. Why am I going to fast? Why am I going to separate with God? I need greater direction. I don't know what to do. The Bible says the Lord will order your steps. Sometimes you got to get away. You got to get quiet to hear. Maybe you need direction in your marriage. Maybe you need direction in your business. Maybe you need, some of you, man, I got to know what to do and what to buy and what to say. I don't know. If you need direction, separate a little bit, get sensitive to God, pray and say, God, you know what? I'm going to get a little sensitive and I'm going to hear from heaven. Why is, why is shutting down the food creating sensitivity? Because you got flesh. 
And God's speaking all the time. And sometimes, when you ever go on a diet? Everybody start, anybody start eating clean? You know, when you eat clean, some of you are all skinny. You're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Some of, you, some of you went on a diet, and all you skinny people, when you decided to eat clean, you know what eat clean means? And then you rode by Krispy Kreme, and the sign started talking. Hot donuts now. They're ready for you waiting. You want a donut. You didn't want to eat a donut for 365 days. Now, all of a sudden, you, you, got, a, you got a sugar kick going on here. Come on, right? Is it true? I told you last week, right? You think, like, this is good. This is going to be easy. I can do it. Now, everything talks to you. Billboards, commercials. You know what I mean? You know, you're running for the border. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on. It's Taco Bell. Come on, catch up. You're a little slow today. Come on, let's go. Right? Come on, right? You're like, I want this. I want that. Right? You realize you got flesh. Tell your flesh, no, it's going to want it. I told you a story what Brother Norville said about smoking cigarettes, right? Now, all you smokers, I'm not picking on you. You should quit because it's for your health, not because it's religion. I don't care. You can smoke like a chimney for crying out loud. God, you're still going to heaven, but you need to quit that for your, for your health. But he said he used to smoke, he used to smoke, I ever tell you that story about him? He used to smoke uh, uh, camel. Yep. Camels, you know, he's a good old Tennessee boy. Camels don't got no filter, man. They were just like smoking camels, you know. And he said, I'm going to quit these smoking. And he put them down. He said, no more camels. And, and he went there. Yeah, you know, he's smoking people. Don't worry, but you need to get out of it. So Brother Norval, he lived in tobacco country. Those kids were smoking when they were like 12 or something, right? He smoking camels. And he told God, he said, I'm quitting. And he put them down. And his flesh told him one hour in, I want a camel. He said, you're not getting a camel. And he said, all right, he was hitting smoke. And 20 minutes later, hour, it's going on all day long. I want a camel. His flesh is screaming, give me a camel, give me a camel cigarette. He wants a cigarette. And he goes, you're not getting one. Shut up. And then all day long, he's in a fight with himself. And he said, right at like 8 o'clock or something, whatever it was later in the day, he said all day long, I want a camel. He said, no, you're not getting a camel. I want a camel. No, you're not getting a camel. I want a camel. You're not getting a camel. He said, okay. His flesh said, then give me a Marlboro. Your flesh will compromise what he's trying to tell me. You know what I mean? Your flesh will be like, oh, you know, well, you don't have to do that, but you can do this. No, you got flesh. I got flesh. And you got to what? Subject that thing sometimes to give up some stuff because you don't need it for your health. All right? Look, we're not picking on you, but you got to maybe make some adjustments if you do. All right? God will give you the strength. I'm going to talk about all these different fasts. Some of these things are about that. But let's look at Jehoshaphat, right? So what did Jehoshaphat say? He said, man, I got to win a battle. I don't know how to win, and I need some help. So what did he do? He fasted for direction. Ezra fasted for direction the same way Jehoshaphat did. Ezra had a problem. Ezra was trying to move a lot. You know, Ezra had so much wealth that he had to take it from point A to point B to go build the temple. It was like like 7,000 pounds of gold and silver. It was like billions of dollars of wealth. He was trying to move, and he knew if God's protection wasn't there, he was going to get in trouble, and he didn't want to ask help from the king. So he asked God, protect us and direct us. God did it for him too. He went down there and he built it, and he walked prospered because of it. God's trying to lead some of you in direction through prosperity, health, fixing your marriage. Come on, man. How many of you married? Come on. Everybody married, say amen. Y'all lying if you're not telling the truth, right? Y'all need a little bit of work. Wow. You guys all lie in church. It's really bad. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like this needs to go to another level or to kids. And I got news for you. Your prayer requests do not have expiration dates. Well, I fasted and prayed and I didn't see nothing last year. Well, time out, bro. God's prayers don't have no expiration date. And I didn't forget them. Did you? So when you go to, if I don't see it in the earth, when I go to heaven, I'm going to remind God every day because I'm going to be there with him. Hey, remember what we talked about in 2023? Because I didn't forget. 
Put me in remembrance. Come on, man. God wants you to put him in remembrance. So you think about it. So what do you do? Just don't let go of him. And don't keep praying the same stuff over and over. Did you pray it? Did you fast about it? Thank him the rest of the year. I'm not going to go back and say the same prayers. God ain't deaf. He heard you. He, well, I don't see it. So that's what you walk by, sight. I just walk by what I see. That's the Bible. No, walk by faith and not by sight. I said it. Just use your faith. Look at, look at, this gets better. So look what he does. So he declares the fast. And what happens when he declares the fast? And what? Woo! And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. You got to ask God for help. You got to ask God for direction. Where do you need help? Come on, man. Every one of us needs help somewhere. Think about this, right? So maybe you say, Pastor Chris, I don't know. What do you mean? Okay, how about this one? Just think about this and just sit on this, right? Everybody is looking forward to a new beginning, right? That's what everybody's doing. The gym's packed out now. Everybody's on a, everybody's on like the, you know, the, the 90 day self-help program. Everybody's, no, nobody's, no, all you people ain't eating sugar. Everybody doing this, nobody doing that. Every, a whole world just got a membership to the gym. Parking lot's packed. It's going to last about three weeks. And then all you people that work out consistently are going to be like, thank God all those people are gone. Because they're done, right? It was a good thing, right? We got a New Year's resolution. We got a New Year, new me, new year. Right? 23, new mirror, new me. You're going to be the same you you've been the last 20 years if you don't do something different. That's why we designed the app for you to get some scriptures, get some prayer, come to church. Everybody's coming to church, right? 52 weeks Sundays. You guys all got your little calendar. Day one down. I hope to see you. I'm going to be here. Pray God you'll be here, okay? Come on. No, it's building what? A brand new vision so you can fulfill the results you want to see in life. That's what we're trying to do. And you can do it. But how do you do it? You have to stop the internal negotiation. Write that down. Internal negotiation is the demise of everyone. It's not, you, got, you know what that means? You negotiate with yourself. Oh, I can miss today. I stood up late last night. Oh, I don't have to go to that. Oh, I don't have to do that. Nah, 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 nah. How many are you going to get up and go to work tomorrow not feeling like you want to go? Everybody in the room. How many are you going to go do this or go do a deal or go, and then I got business guys, you know, they're slick. They're like, well, you know, I don't have to go to work. I'm my own boss. How many of you got to go to that deal you don't want to go to and you got to go anyway? Yeah, I got you all cornered. You know, like, I don't, I don't punch no clock. Yeah, well, guess what? Your time still ain't your own. Right. Nobody's is, man. You got to hustle. So guess what? I got to go to stuff I don't want to go to. Like, you got to go to stuff you don't want to go to. I got to go do things I don't want to. Why? Because guess what? You got to put food on the table. Hello? Hello? Thank you very much. So what am I saying? You got to stop negotiating internally about the things of God. Well, you know, I could get away with not reading my Bible today. Well, read one chapter and call it a day. Read one scripture, call it a day. But make sure you get the one scripture a day. I, get, I made it easy for you. How about this? Everybody, what about you? What are you facing in the future? Do you have challenges in your life, in your marriage, uh, your career, your business, your job? Your life, thing, anything? Are you facing a crisis, a situation, a challenge? Are you facing something big? You got a battle that's bigger than you? Hello? Whatever it is you're facing, guess what? God's ready during this fast to give you the victory. That's what he said he'll do. Look what he said here. And Jehoshaphat stood. Look at this verse 5. And he stood in the congregation in Jerusalem in the house of the Lord. And he went before the new grave and said, Hey, O Lord God of our fathers, are you the God in heaven? 
and you rule us over all the kingdoms and the heathen, and in thy hands is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee. He started talking big about God. He's like, ain't you the God that can do what you said you can do? Aren't you the God that can reach in this situation and do something? Aren't you the God that can destroy my enemies? Tell them, talk big, man. You serve a big God. Stop talking little. He's the God of victory. Well, I ain't seen victory. Well, guess what? Get ready for the first time to see it. Hello? Come on, man. Expect the best. Expect the best, man. God can do it. God's well able. Come on. He's a miracle worker. He's a supernatural God. He got supernatural success waiting for you. So check this out, right? So they're fasting to overcome. Look what it says over here. I like this. In verse 15. And it said, hearken all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And now, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. After they fasted and prayed, they got the word of the Lord. God came in when his presence said, the battle is not yours, the battle is the Lord's. Now, how many of you know we read that part before? The bat- how many of you not heard that one? Oh, remember like Jehoshaphat? The battle's not yours, but the battle's the Lord's, right? How many people gave you that word? You know what I mean? The battle's not yours, the battle's the Lord's. Yeah, but you got to be in place. What would he say? He said, yeah, he said, I fasted and prayed. See it? He fasted and prayed to seek God's wisdom. God gives him the wisdom. God gives him the knowledge. God gives him the understanding what to do. Sometimes you got to separate yourself for direction. God shows up with protection. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know where to go. God does. So what do you, you might not get all of it, like all in a minute, like in a download where you figure it all out. But I promise you this, he'll direct your steps if you separate yourself for his time. That's the thing right there. Because sometimes, see, I don't know what to do. He knows what to do. You, you catch what I'm saying? You, he might not talk to you and go, hey, Sam, this is what you're supposed to do. Go right, go left, go up, go down. I don't get direct. If you get direction like that, like GPS, God bless you. I just get like, okay, it's done. Let me start walking. And then here's what he does. I feel like I'm going, you ever do this? You ever feel like you're going this way and then God steers it? You ever feel like picking up the phone and calling somebody and it's like, eh, eh, eh. You ever feel like going somewhere and it's like, eh, eh. But you ever feel like I got to go do this now? I got to go pick up the phone right now. I got to I got to do this right now. You ever feel the urgency of right now I got to do it? Hey, come on, right? What's that? Direction. God didn't tell me, hey, uh, next Tuesday at 2 o'clock you need to do this. No, what happened is I get that leading. I get that kind of flow. And then God starts saying, go this way. You ever go, you ever go try to do something and you feel like, hey, we're going this way? And then God goes, no, we're going that way. You ever, you ever, you ever believe God for something and, and, and the door closes and you get mad about it? Come on, right? Come on, let me get an amen. All you house hunters, you know what I mean? Like, I want the house. That's my house. Oh, that's my house. Oh, pray God, that's my house. And you try to go in, and like, you didn't get the house. You're like, oh, God, what's wrong with you? And then God gets you a better house, or the right house, or the perfect this, or the perfect that. We just work in what we know, and then God does it the way he wants to do it. It might not be perfect in the moment, but he's going to make sure he produces perfection in your future. Are you getting this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't realize God is leading you a whole lot more than you think he is. But guess what? When you separate yourself to be like, hey, God, you know what I'm going to do? I want to just fast a little bit, separate myself, get sensitive. And here's the thing. I might not even see the benefit of it automatically. I know you got my future in your hand. I did my part. What else can I do? 
a fast that prayed. Jehoshaphat got direction. One of the three things you get from this, fasting and praying gives you direction. Big decisions. That's what I told you, right? I was like, how to make this big decision. I was like, I don't know what to do. I think I'm doing the right thing. So I fasted and prayed three days. I just tucked it in. I said, hey, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you how you do it. Man, by the end of the third day, he's like, do it. I did it. And I kid around because I, I kid around because I was kidding Pastor Liz. I said, I said, I said you, she was on the other side. You know what I mean? I didn't know she was there. She was on the other side. Then I started talking about David. You know what I mean? Because Dave, 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 it's funny. You know, you'll fight Goliath for a girl. You know? You know, you don't even realize it. You know, and sometimes in life, you don't realize these battles that are before you, they look like they're big. But when you got a reason to fight these battles, you got motivation. See what I'm saying? You got motivation. What's the motivation to face off with some of this stuff this year? What's the motivation to face off with some of those fears you've been living with for 30 years of your life? What's the motivation to internally look inside and face off with some stuff that only God can give you victory in? What's the motivation? Of it? What about that ministry? What about the assignment? How about this? You know what, some of you, I feel like kicking you because I'm, I'm in the spirit right now. Some of you have been given a God-given assignment by God and you over there jerking around with it, talking yourself out of it. Been given a God, I'm gonna tell you what, been given a God-given responsibility from heaven and you over there talking about how, no, that, what a, face off with that this year and take your place. You know what I told those dudes? I'm going to tell you what. Pastor Liz, when I talk like this, I freak her out. But we had this thing. I said, no, if they get around me, because I church you people, so it's different. But I said, if they get around me at the next level, yeah. I'm demanding stuff out of you in this next season. Yeah. That's the only way you become great. Right. Who in heaven you think you are? Then you ain't my assignment. Mind your business. Amen. But if you're my assignment, you're my responsibility. I'm not going to talk like that. Go do what you want to go do. I didn't tell you what you got to do. But if God gave you something to go after, go after it. If you don't, I'm telling you right here now, if you don't ask for what you want in life, you're going to get what you get. And then you don't get mad about what you get, what you get, because you got what you got, because that's what you wanted. What do you want? Yeah, it's rough in here today. What do you want? You think I can give it to you? I can't give you jack. But God will give you the world. But if you get close to me, I'll give you instruction. The Bible gave you instruction. That might not be part of your assignment. But what do you want from God? God, I'm tired of living shot at. Some of you smoking so much dope you can't even see straight, man. You need to face off with that this year. Power over this. Bottles got you. This got you. Prescription pill popping. You think you hidden? You ain't hidden. That's reality, man. Some of you, your marriage is so shot at. You're violent. You need to get rid of that. You need to go walk in love and fix that mess. Oh, I don't think it's in the room. I know it's in the room. How about living internally with the things in your head? You feel like you're losing your mind. Elijah, Elijah was depressed. When he sat under that juniper tree, let me explain to you where he was at. He was depressed because of pressure in the earth. That's a real thing, man. He came to God. He said, I cannot be strong. He said, eat this, chill out, and I'll give you strength to run on it. But guess what? He was depressed because he was afraid. That's real stuff. You look outside this world, these people dealing with this stuff, they don't even want to live no more, man. You tell me that ain't in the church? It's in the church. And you want to know what the goofy church tells you? Well, you know, go get some help. I get, go get help. But here's the thing. Let's face off with this with the anointing and see your burden be removed and your yoke be destroyed forever. And get the help. 
You're going to tell me God's not big enough? Fears inside of you to the point where you could feel it. Face off with that this year. I'm serious with God. 21 days, I'm going in, man. You are. And you ain't, how long do I got it? Man, just give him five minutes. God, I really got to face off with this. I don't have the strength. Can you help me? Because I don't want to live like this no more. I'm tired of thinking about this, about me. I'm tired of being negative. Some of you need to fast your mouth for 21 days. Don't say jack. Put a guard over your mouth. You talking broke, sick, jacked up. I want to slap people sometimes. Man, I went to Publix when we were in the confession series. I almost lost it. I was like, they were talking. Lauren, were you with me? When the one lady was, beep, beep. She almost, she was dead by the time the bill came. I was like, will you stop talking like that? Negative. I'm changing. I mean, you get negative, I start, I change it. Like, praise the Lord. Why? Because you don't know what you're doing. I understand. I'm not downing people. Please understand it. They're lost, man. They don't know. But it was, we were in confession. It was making me cringe. Ah, oh, man, I'm sick. I'm this. I'm broke. I just come out of preaching, you know. I went to go get steaks or something. I'm like, uh, you got to stop. <laughs> I just came out of law confession. I was like, hey, it's going to be a great day. Stop talking. Stop. I wasn't that rude, but I kind of like shifted gears like, praise God. I'll throw a praise God in there, though, just to throw it off because they think you're one of those cuckoos. You know, like, praise the Lord. And then they think you're nuts, and then they stop talking about all the negative, and they just want to get you out of the store. Good, because I want you to shut up, because if you don't shut up, I'm going to slap you. I'm like, I like you, but you got to stop saying that. You're broke, you're sick, you're dead. You're like, you're going to die now. Stop. Say something good. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm saying? When you're thinking it, when it gets around, some of you need to get negative out of your mouth. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to fast. Fast saying the stupid stuff you say. Write it. I don't like you, Pastor Chris. I don't like you. I didn't come here to run a popularity poll. I come here to help you. How about 21 days you speak life over the situation? How about 21 days all you say is something positive? How about that that might be your fast? I got a partner guy, right? He's a good business guy. He said, I am going to fast for 21 days. He's probably watching. I am going to confess the word of God for 21 days every day. I said, that's your spot. Did you pray about it? He said, that's what I got. I said, then that is your fast. See it? 21 days, what are you going to look like? You're going to come out better than you went in. Man, I'm so negative. You got you to locate yourself. How many of you negative don't raise your hand? You, don't raise your hand. Don't raise that one. No, don't raise your hand. I said, don't raise your hand. Yeah, don't, don't. No, I'm just kidding. You're not negative. You're, you're, I know you. You're not negative. But I, how many of you lean towards being negative? Don't raise your hand. How many lean towards being negative right away, first step? And then you got to convince yourself to be positive. It's going to get painful in here for a minute. It's okay. I love you. I can yell now. I think we need a reality show at the house. I swear to God, we would be great. Because I'm like, I'm like a, I should be like the Italian pastor, you know what I mean? I, I mess, these kids are all messed up because of me. Jesus can fix it, but I don't, he's got work. I'm like, what's the matter with you guys? Why you got all the lights on in this place? Shut off the lights. Are you guys like this? Yes. I grew up in that, you know, my dad was like, because they're good people, but they made you eat everything. These kids don't want to eat nothing. I was like, put it in your mouth. Yeah. yeah, but if you don't like it, spit it out. Yeah. You didn't grow up like that? You kids don't know, man. They're like, that's what you're eating. I said, dad, what is that thing? Oh, my God, he was eating everything. We went fishing one time, and they caught an eel. You ever see an eel? 
The guy thought he caught a snake. He said, I got a snake. I got a snake. My dad said, give me that thing. That thing ain't no snake. I'm going to eat that thing tonight. We were eating it. It was good. You guys go eat sushi. You think you found something. I found that when I was 12. He was putting on a thing. He said, eat it. He said, it's a snake, dad. He's like, don't worry. We fry it up. We'll put some sauce on it. It'll be good. We ate it. It's good. Now you all go for sushi. Yeah, it cost you 90 bucks. It was free. He found it at the lake. Come on. You guys here? How do I tell, why do I get on these bunny trails? I don't know. Maybe that'll help somebody. I don't know. Go home and figure it out. Right? So here's the thing. What are you going to give God for the 21 days that in exchange he can bless your life? I'm negative. Fix it. Put positive. How about you do a mind fast? I never even thought of this. Well, that's why you go to church. You know what? That would be so, because you want to know what? I'm going to say this, and some of you ain't going to like this. Some of you are already disciplined in the arena of food. I got buddies. They won't put that in their mouth, bro. They are like, I ain't eating that. I'm like, what do you mean you ain't eating that? No, I don't eat that stuff. They're like, it's like they're a machine. That's your business. You think that guy needs discipline there? Well, God, nah. He, he, he rode by Krispy Kreme and cursed the place 20 years ago. He ain't going back. God bless Krispy Kreme. It's a great company. But you know what I'm saying? Are you here? So you got to go find it for yourself. Is this penetrating? What I'm saying? You might get up every day and go, I don't even pray. Last time I prayed, I don't even know what it was. Spend five minutes a day praying to God. And pray those real prayers. Don't pray those little pansy Christian prayers. Oh, thou our Father, who art thou in heaven, and how thou hast blessed me. Are you crazy? Hey, God, this really stinks. I'm kind of ticked off. I think this stinks really bad. I don't like it, and I need you to intervene. I don't like the way I'm thinking. I'm not having fun. Get real. Tell him, hey, God, where's my thing? Where's my that? Where's my that? God loves it. And if he don't answer you right away, he'll bring you the answer in a couple of days, or he'll bring it through other people. And somebody will say something, you go, that was for me, man. Okay? Jehoshaphat, remember we were talking about him? But what happened? He got direction. Because he what? He found the place. But where did, can I ask you a question here? You think he got supernatural breakthrough just because he asked? Maybe he got supernatural breakthrough because he decided to fast. I'm just saying, it seems like it was really, God will bring direction, but God will also bring protection at a level like you've never seen it before. Look what he says. But they'll pop that up there. Tomorrow, he tells him what to do. This is insane. There's four armies that are massive. This battle is no way he could physically win this battle. This is insurmountable odds. You cannot win. You're taking 50 guys and you're going to go fight 50,000. It's over. Um, Jehoshaphat, go down there against them and get to the cliff. And when you do get there, I'm going to tell you what you do when you get to the wilderness rule. What do I do? God, yes. You don't need to fight in this battle. Are you, are you crazy? Well, what am I supposed to do when I go down against four massive armies? Sit there and play a kazoo for crying out loud? What am I going to do? Oh, I got a great idea. Go down there and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, give me a break. Are you crazy? No. I'm going to show you the benefit of my provision. It's not by your might, by your power, but it's mine, says the Lord. God will give you something so unorthodox that will produce the miraculous. Now, I'm going to say this. Write this down. Remember this. The, the, listen to me. The miraculous is hidden sometimes in the middle of the ridiculous. 
This is ridiculous. Go down to the edge of the battle and don't do nothing. Yeah, go down there and just chill out. Don't say nothing. Just stand still and watch. The miraculous was hidden in the ridiculous. This is ridiculous in the natural. God don't care. But if you don't get divine instruction before you step out, you miss it. Okay, go down there and say nothing. Look what he says. He said, go down there and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Fear not and don't be dismayed. For tomorrow, go down against them and the Lord will what? Be with you. Look at that right there. He said, what? He said, go just go down there and hang out and stand still and watch me do me. Watch me do it. I like to call it the Jesus style. He's so, dude, Jesus is cool. I call it the Jesus style. He's got his own style. He's really on He walked like the walk on water. That's crazy, dude. It doesn't make any sense. He just rolls like that. I like the Jesus style. He's cool. He just rolls. Hey, I got an idea. He just does stuff. But in the ridiculous is found the miraculous. Because that's how he does it. Because you want to know why it's ridiculous? Because if you had anything to do with it, you would almost get messed up in thinking you had something to do with it. God puts you in the edge of the place where it's so far out of your perspective of anything you can do, he does it miraculously. When you're done, you know it was him and only him. Because you don't take none of the credit. You see what I'm saying? Because that's how he rolls. You know what I mean? It seems ridiculous, but the miraculous shows up, and now it makes sense. Look what he says. He said what? He said, just go down there and do it. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head. Right? You don't need to fight. This battle's not yours. And what did he say? At the ground inhabitants, and he said what? He said he fell, fell and worshiped God. Now watch this. Right? You see this? And they rose, they rose early. We can keep going. And they rose early in the morning. You can go to, then the Lord, where are you at? 19? You might be 20, yeah. And they rose early in the morning. They went forth in the wilderness. And what happened when they got there? He said this to them. He said, listen to me. Jehoshaphat stood and said, hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. And believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. You know, we've been saying that for years. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Brother Hagin was teaching us that. For the Lord is good. He's said that a hundred times sometimes. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. You'll be running around playing. For the Lord is good. Remember him doing that? For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. He used to do it all the time. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Some of you might want to pick it up. You've been walking around the house. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. He would run around. We'd be at winter Bible seminar. He'd say it all the time. For the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. I was like, praise God. Now I know where he found it. For the Lord is good. It's in Psalms too. And his mercy endured forever. And when they began to sing, everybody said they began to sing. Some of you might want to add some worship in these 21 days. How many ain't real hot at worshiping God? That, I'm not real hot at worshiping God. Okay, let me use me. Because I, 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 I sound like a tin can. You ever hear me sing? I get one note every six months, maybe. That's why I try not to sing on the webcast. Have you ever suffered through the webcast and hear me singing? Yes. Oh, my God, it's agony. You said that emphatically, Miss Oma. I'm really like, you know, oh, my God. The one week I didn't realize how bad it was. I apologize. If you guys are watching on, that's why you should come to church. That's the penalty you pay for staying online. Sorry, guys. I love you. But it was so bad because you hear me. I didn't know you heard me on that thing. Yeah, you hear it too? All the way in. <laughs> 
Oh my God, it was so bad. And then I came to the office and played it. I was like, who decided this was a good idea? Mute me. And then they're listening to me. And then we played it through. I was like, oh my God, it's like agony. I'm like, you know, you're a great God. Great. Are you Lord? Great. It's ripping through the thing. Why didn't somebody tell me this? You guys are too polite. Like, you should be like, stop singing on the thing. So now I'm listening to it. And then I literally played it. And I was like, this is pure agony. And they don't know how to agree with me sometimes because they're trying to be kind and respectful. I'm like, this is utter garbage. Why is this on here? And then Clinton comes up with, oh, no, you just need a couple voice lessons and you could sing. I was like, bro, Jesus Christ can walk through the wall and touch me. I cannot sing. Okay? Nothing's going to help this mess. Get it off the webcast. Mute me for crying out loud. So I'm trying to, but so I got to work at, so sometimes because you don't sound good, even to your own ear, you might not worship God in that place. You worship people, probably are used to worshiping God, going here and sing songs to God. I don't really go and sing no songs to God. If you don't, I don't do you. I don't say, okay, hey God, you want to hear my voice? I'm thinking like, hey, he's got better angels than this, right? So I'm like, he don't want to hear me, but he wants your worship. So I, I looked at these 21 days like, hey, I'm gonna worship God a little bit more than normal. And what I learned to do, here's the thing, right? Put on worship music and just sing what they sing because you drowned in your voice what everybody else is. I think God likes it. I don't know. I'm gonna give him the best I got, right? Sing in tongues, that's easy. Nobody knows what you're saying, right? But get the worship going. Maybe you found something over these 21 days that I want to give God. Maybe some of you need to start doing this. When's last time you cracked open the Bible? You know, oh my God, now he wants us to read. No, read six, read six scriptures. That's it, six. You know what I told the kids? Gigi, I told Gigi, Luke in the whole house, and I bothered them all. I said, okay, here we go. We start with this. Every week for 52 weeks, I'm going to give you a scripture that you're going to learn. If you want to learn it, you learn it. If not, we'll read it. We started off, Numbers 23, 19. It's my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of God needs to repent. Has he not said he will not make it come to pass? She found some fancy translation she likes. She, wrote, she read it to me the other day. Am I bragging on her? No. Just read it for once a week. That's it. One scripture for 52 weeks. That's 52 scriptures I didn't have, or at least I got a better knowledge. Next week, we'll do greater is he that's in me than he in his world. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll make them short and sweet, and we'll work on it. What are we going to do? We're going to at least put the word of God. Because last time I checked, let me just ask you. Faith comes from? Hearing and hearing from the word of God. So who spoke the word of God? Who spoke the word of God? God. So faith comes from hearing what? So maybe God put his faith in his word? So where is God's faith? So when you take God's word and put it in your mouth, you got God's faith because it wasn't your faith that you got when you heard. So whose faith did you get when you heard? I got God's faith. So if I got God's faith, in, this we're going to work on all year, identification. If I got God's faith because I got God's word, if I put God's word in my heart and speak it with my mouth, then what faith do I have in the earth? Well, it wasn't my faith to begin with, so now I'm operating in the faith of God, which Galatians says, who loved me and gave himself for me. So if I've got the faith of God and I start speaking the faith of God in the earth and I keep my identity not in me, but keep my identity in him, did I not speak in the earth with the voice of Jesus? And if you don't identify with yourself and you identify with God, nobody in the earth knows whether it's you or him speaking. That's the God's honest truth. 
That's why this year I'm gonna, I am gonna brainwash you to your identification in Christ starting next week. You're gonna become so one with the word because you're not even you anymore. Really, you're not even here. So if I can get you to see through this window, I'll change your world. You're seated in heavenly places and spiritually positioned. Your body's here. You're spiritually positioned in heaven with Christ. That's where you are. You're seated at the right hand. You were co-crucified. You're in a heavenly place. This is heavenly place inside is to be released. God gave you his words to put in your heart, form the words in your mouth, and speak them out of your mouth in the earth. When they're in the earth, the earth doesn't know the difference between you and God because they're not your words. The problem is you don't identify and therefore you take power off of those words. Once you identify with him through proper identification, you'll speak them with the greatest level of faith you've ever spoken before and they will create the same results that God wanted them to create. It's supernaturally powerful because in the spirit realm, everything sees you spiritually. We live in a natural realm for too long. And because you live in a natural realm for too long, you don't think you got that kind of weight in the spirit. But the moment you start taking these truths and applying them to your life and go, that's who I am, you're going to reprogram the value of what you hear. And then the only reason why we got a problem manifesting what we're saying sometimes is we didn't value what we heard and therefore we didn't value what we said. We're going to elevate it so strong that you're going to value everything you hear at a level that you've never valued it before, that when you speak, you're only going to speak what you want to see. Now, that right there is going to separate you from some people. Did you understand what I just said? Not because you're going to do it personally, but it's going to elevate your game. Does that make sense? You can hang out with everybody, but you can't go to the next level of fellowship with everybody. And then you're going to be like a speaking spirit like God wanted you to be the Genesis guy. The man and woman of Genesis. <sighs> speaking and creative. But you need to. You want to know why? Because we ain't just doing this for you. We're doing it for your kids. And we're doing it for your kids' kids. And we're doing it for everybody. And they're going to be like, Grandpa. Nah, man. That, that, whole, that whole lineage will shift because you were obedient. Some of you is selfish. Now I'm going to get meddling. You're selfish because all you see is you. Well, I'm not going to do it. I don't want to do it. Why are you being selfish? You might never do anything for God big. They might. What's big when you get to heaven? Obedience. So you may be the one to be a catalyst so your kids go, hey, we serve God in that house. My dad might have been a lot of stuff. I saw her almost crying the other day. I was thinking about it. Man, I was sitting with some, they were asking me at dinner, and I, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I, I was in, in Raleigh, and they said, I looked at him, I was with Luca, I was out with my preacher buddy, and I, was, I almost started crying, because I said, this kid's seen me at my worst. He asked me a question, I mentored a guy, he's a pastor, and he said to me, he goes, what do you, I said, this kid's seen me at my worst. People that get close to me, Laura and them, the family, all you guys are close to me, you're gonna see me at my worst, but you get my best. Anybody gets close, they look at your flaws as weaknesses or stupid. My flaws are your reward. Because if you can overcome them, you can have what's on me. That's why you got to let people close that understand. I've seen so many flaws. You know how many flaws I've seen? You take them to the grave. Because I want what's on your life. I don't want to find your humanity. Your humanity does nothing for me. 
I need to track your spirituality. That's what's going to do something for my life. So why did I say that? I said that for this. Once you start elevating how this stuff works, you understand the principles. So what was I trying to say? I said, he seen me at the worst. If he, could, if he could pass through it and push through the humanity and live beyond it, he could have the spiritual side of it. Now, why do you say that? Because you know you better than anybody. And the problem with you guys is you lie to yourself so many times, you don't even believe in yourself anymore. This next season, you're going to believe in you again. Because you can do it. You have been called to do it. You got it in you. It's a gift. You didn't deserve it. God gave it to you anyway. I messed it up. Your human frailties can mess you up. Look at this right here. You all right? Did you feel that like hit you for a minute? Yeah, because you're looking at humanity. Why did I say that? I said that for you. You're looking at your humanity and you're disqualifying your deity. These guys, did God take out the human frailty in the Bible? No, he told you David was this. He told you Paul was this. He told you Peter was that. He told you this guy's jacked up. He told you about Jesus. He didn't leave a perfect book. So you go, oh, here's the bar. He showed you imperfect people walking with God doing big things. You're the imperfect people going to do big things. Stop disqualifying yourself this year because the last 20 years you jacked it up. Look, I'm done. Here you go. Ready? Look at this. And Jehoshaphat, in verse 25, now I'm not yelling at you. You know I love you, right? That's not, I mean, like, sometimes I get intense. They're like, you're really intense. You scare me. Old and first-time visitors get nervous. They get a little tight. Like, oh, God, is he going to, like, throw, I, I want to throw the pulpit, but they won't let me. Sometimes I get so excited, I feel like chucking a chair every once in a while, you know, just fling it. But, all right, that's why, that's why you go, right? Dutch. In verse 25, and when Jehoshaphat and his people came to take away the spoil I didn't know there was spoils. They found among them an abundance of riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves, more than they could carry away. And they were three days gathering the spoil. It was so much. That might sound a little morbid to you, but praise be to God, if your jewels are laying on them and God told you to take them, take it. You got to understand the project in the moment, but here's what I want you to understand. They had the direction. They fasted. They prayed. They had the direction. They got the protection, right? Supernatural protection, man. That's victory. That might not be like, oh, we fight armies. We don't fight armies today. We fight principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And you win battles. They never, you win battles they never thought you could win. And you win anyway. And the last thing was what? Provision. They didn't ask, Joseph didn't ask about no money. He just said, how do I win for the people? When your heart's right, you prosper right. Next thing you know, what did he do? He tapped into a landmine of blessing because he was obedient to do what God called him to do. What's the three things we're going to find in fasting? We're going to get the direction. You're going to tap into victory and that protection. And the last thing, it might be not the least thing, it could be the biggest thing you need right now. God's going to prosper you beyond your wildest dreams because guess what? On the other side of this fast is going to be the prosperity you've been believing God for. If that's what you need. And I'll tell you right here now, money sometimes is a battle for people. They need a victory and God's going to give it to you. Come on, let me pray for you. You guys are going to take communion. I'm going to be with you the rest of the way. Take communion with these guys. You know what to do. Consecrate your life. And today we start. 21 days. Give God something. By tonight... You should be in.
I don't know if it's time. I don't know if it's going to be your energy. I don't know what you're going to give. I'm, I'm, I'm really praying about opening up the church, getting with you guys, praying. We're looking at some of this stuff logistically. I'm going to definitely stick close to you through social media. I'm going to stay with you all the way through. But I want you guys to really, really be focused on this. This is going to be the best year of your life, all right? Close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for leading. I thank you for God, and I thank you for helping us. I thank you, Lord, for doing everything you're going to do, Lord. Let this be the best 21 days of our life we've ever seen, and let us prosper like we never prospered before and every year. Let's have great success, and let us go forward. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and every Everybody said amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.